Hey guys, welcome to Struggle Nomics episode five. Uh, this one's going to be about what bartending taught me about sales. So I was a bartender for about eleven years. Um, I kind of fell into it. Uh, I'd worked a bunch of you know office jobs, customer service jobs, and I was fortunate enough that Canada is being part of the uh, British Commonwealth. I was able to go over to the UK on a one-year visa. I went to Edinburgh, Scotland, which is, if you've never been, it's one of my favorite cities in the world. It's very underrated. Uh, if you've seen Avengers Infinity War, uh, the opening with uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision, it takes place in that. It's just, it's just such a beautiful, amazing city. But uh, I had zero bar experience, um, and I was desperate for a job. So I just plastered my resume everywhere. And thankfully, this bar uh, in a hostel called me back uh, to bartend in the UK. I'm not knocking anyone who bartends over there. But if you have a pulse, you can bartend over there because there's no tips. So it's just a very different bartending environment. So yeah, I did that for about 11 years. I uh, really enjoyed it. It was a really cool uh, experience. And I basically did that up until last year full time, like I said, for about 11 years. So um, bartending as a, as a sale and especially uh, servers as well. So when you're applying for jobs or, you know, selling, a lot of times it's really easy to overlook uh, some transferable skills that you might have. So I know people who have been in hospitality who have started working in luxury car sales, who sell real estate, because at the end of the day, what serving a bartending is, it's selling. If you're a server and you have a five-table section that's your plot. That's your small business. That's you're responsible for pretty much everything that goes on in that little section. So your sales are a reflection of, you know, you and your ability to sell. You know, there's outside factors like, you know, maybe it's slow or it's rainy or, you know, a Monday lunch shift is not really going to be the most lucrative compared to like a Friday night shift. But that being said, you know, that small five table section is yours. And a big part of selling, which a lot of people miss, unfortunately, and the people who do well long term, everyone hates that sleazy, you know, whether it's used car salesman, high pressure salesman, you know, they might get their numbers up and their sales in the end, but it's just, it's done in a greasy way and nobody really feels good about it in the end. And, you know, if I'm some guy who comes in and somebody wheels and deals me and, you know, for lack of a better word, I'm dumb enough to fall for it because, you know, it's a, it's a pretty woman or what have you. There's eight million reasons why I might spend more than I want or, you know, he wants to impress a date. So he gets something that might not be the best, but it's a fancy bottle of wine and he wants to look good in front of his date. But when you're selling, ask questions. You know, at the, at the end of the day, the best sales come from building a relationship, whether it's, you know, if that's the first and only time you're on vacation, you're into a pub that you'll never, ever come back to, not for any reason, it's just because, you know, you're in Florida and you went to this one spot, but it leaves a lasting impression and you're building a relationship and, you know, people will tell others how they had a good experience. You know, the food could have been just okay, but if you did a great job and built a connection, that's a great sale. So what I would do when I approached a lot of tables, you know, you, you say hi, you are friendly, you build a rapport. And one of the most common questions is, what should I have? Ask questions, you know, whether it's just simple stuff as beer. You know, most places have between like 7 and 15 beers on tap. Some are super crafty. Some are, you know, the standard Coors Light. But just, you know, you're walking up and they're like, well, I want something to drink. Okay, what do you normally drink? Oh, I like IPAs. I like this, I like that. 
So at least you can narrow down and figure out what they want. And same with wine. It's like, you know, I, I like something kind of light and it's a hot day. Just you're, you're trying to find something that fits them best. And being driven strictly by numbers, it gets, it, I would love if they you know, ordered the $15 glass of wine. But it's not really in anyone's best interest to just sell them something they don't really want just based on price alone. And like I said, you, you want to leave the situation feeling good about it. I used to work at a very high profile, uh, heliskiing lodge with, uh, guests who were very, very, very wealthy. And we had wines that were anywhere from $30 up to $400. And I didn't make tips there. So it was a great experience to just, there was no pressure. I was able to just fully sell something on someone, something I believed in. There was a $40 bottle of um, wine called Coderon. It's uh, French. It was $40. And someone would come in and say, oh, I want this bottle of wine. And they point out one that was $80. But I had tasted all the wines and I knew it wasn't that good. Plus, I knew it was for dinner that night. And I would say, hey, that bottle of wine is really good. But you should try this one, the $40 one. And they kind of give you a look like, because that's not normal. You know, you don't walk, somebody doesn't walk into a Jag dealership and you're like, no, you, you don't, you, you shouldn't get a Jag. You should get a Chevy. But once they're thrown off and once maybe they've driven the Chevy, they realize that you did them a favor. So um, after these people would try this wine, they would establish a lot of faith and a lot of trust in me, which is huge in any kind of sales uh, relationship. And that's what you are building is a relationship. You cannot buy trust, but you can build trust and that can lead to sales. So yeah, just, you know, be yourself, be honest, have integrity, find out what they need. Like I say, if, if you go into Best Buy and some guy is trying to sell you the $4,000 TV right off the bat, he just has his commission in mind and you're not going to trust him and you're going to feel greasy. Whereas if there's a guy who comes in, he's like, okay, what do you use it for? What do you need? How often do you use it? What's your budget? Here's three models that are in your budget. This has this, this, and this. You're both going to feel good about the interaction and everyone's going to walk away happy. So try and use that in your sales as much as possible, whether it's eBay, Amazon, any control you kind of have over your interaction with the customer is going to lead to good things. All right. Have a great day.